0: on local now channel 525. When it comes to your investments and retirement, in this economy, it's important to be smart. And with the Smart Investor Hour heard right here on AM 1420 The Answer, you'll get both smart and intelligent information you'll need to help with your investing. So sit back, listen and learn with your host of the Smart Investor Hour, Tim Hayes of RBC Wealth Management.
1: Scottish Colonel, he was part of the Burma Star Association, uh, put this at the Edinburgh Castle, and he was dying, and he grabbed a uh, soldier and he said, when you go home, tell them of us and say, for your tomorrow, we gave our today. <laughs> uh, absolutely amazing stuff when you, when you listen about that. But anyway, we're, um, sometime uh, Dane Toppich is supposed to call in, so I may have to change things a little bit. Uh, when Dane gets on, uh, you know, Dane was on back in the spring and he, he's, uh, one of the foremost experts in the area on retirement programs. So if you run a small company, uh, and, and you're looking to hide more money from the government, Dane's the guy you want to listen to. So we'll be talking with him uh, in a second or two. He should be calling in any minute. Um, you know, I, I was, uh, Listening this week to Lori Calvisina, who's our head strategist, and she suggested there was three things uh, that you should think about. First of all, there was no change to her year-end target for the S and P 500, which she's had since the summer, by the way, of 4,100, and it looks like we, we're going to be there. Um, she lowered the earnings per share forecast a couple times, and she actually had a target higher than that at the first six months of the year, but that's that's what happens sometimes. Uh, I guess the the second thing is uh, she continues to anticipate choppy conditions in the U.S. equity market for the next several quarters, and she sees stocks uh, caught in kind of a tug of water between deeply bearish sentiment, which is a contrary bullish signal, by the way, and ongoing concerns about the outlook for the economy, the Fed, geopolitics, earnings, etc. And then finally, in terms of higher level positioning, she continues to prefer. U.S. equities over non-U.S. equities, value over growth, and small cap over large cap, and she said her highest conviction view of these is, is small cap over large cap. Uh, so th- that's something to think about. And you know, I, I think it's interesting because, uh, you know, <laughs> look, I go, to, I look through charts every day. You know, that's what I do in the morning between you know, like seven o'clock and eight o'clock. And uh, man the micro caps and the small caps, there are so many companies that have just been crushed. And I mean, down 80, 90%. And then not necessarily in, in the value area, but look, Puma Bio was 142. It's below two bucks now. Okay. <laughs> so there's been a lot of that going on. Uh, Good RX was a $50 stock. It's five bucks now. You know, so there's a lot of names out there that have been beat up, and we've seen value stocks. You know, Century Aluminum went straight up and came straight back down, and that's due to some things happening within the, the market maker stuff where guys leave the box. You know, market makers, you suddenly have 20 people in the box, and then on the way down, there's one, and that's where liquidity goes away. So uh, the box is level four, so you know what I'm talking about, um, and we'll go from there. Um, anyway, the, I guess the key is is that, uh, you know, we're looking at, you know, 2022, the inflation crisis has made many investors solely focus on danger, not the opportunity. Remember, the most money that you're ever going to make is in a bear market. You just don't know it yet. Okay. Now, I have slowly but surely, uh, I've got a lot of clients that are that are up this year. I've got a lot of clients that are down a little bit. And uh, I, I've got some clients that are down more than they should be and and we're starting to turn all right and I think it's going to be a big turn um, but you know it, you know look um, I, I was listening to uh, Tom Lee this week and he talked about Japan and you know it's it's a very impressive nation of savers the household wealth of Japan is like 25 trillion ranks number three in the world behind US and China by the way. And, and it's 50% more wealth in Germany. It, it may surprise many, but Asian markets are, are 30% of the overall global trading market share. And, you know, what we're finding is not many people are paying attention to that. So uh, that's really interesting. But so I, I think what's uh, interesting, uh, is, you know, crisis and the reason I brought this up is two words in, in Japan. Okay it's it's kanji is the name and it means danger but if you write it a different way it means opportunity all right so that's something that we all have to think about and i think it's important that we continue to think about it okay so all right we'll just leave it at that now look uh, i've been talking to people about wealth plans here and i uh, some people are starting to finally call me and uh, you know, usually it takes a while <laughs> uh, but remember, you can do a wealth plan now through RBC without signing up with us. And uh, we have uh, signed up a few people now uh, to the wealth plan. And I think they're, they're seeing that, you know, if you do it right, you know, if you put the effort into it and it, and it doesn't, you know, it's not going to it's not a two hour thing. It's a two week thing. OK, you got to take some time. Uh, it's a very important scenario. So if you want to step on a point with me, uh, you know, you go to WHK 1420 both the local podcast down to the Smart Investor Show. Uh, there's all sorts of contact me and email me. Don't forget uh, on the Insight page, you know, there's lots of really good information. On the first page, there's the Bulletin, under Bulletin Board, we have a weekly newsletter, and we also have Rob Schleimer, who's our head technician and a very good one. Uh, we got all his stuff under Roadmap, okay? Uh, it's a and Cycle Roadmap. So there you go. But if you'd like to set up an appointment, have a cup of coffee, if uh, you can meet down in my office downtown Cleveland or, uh, you know, somewhere else if you want to, I'll uh, we'll leave it at that. So, um, you know, it was funny. With Powell speaking this week uh, at the Brookings Institute, investors got really, really bearish. And then he spoke. We had a 500-point rally. Now, we gave some of it back uh, for all sorts of reasons, uh, you know, We've come a long way very quickly, so I, I expected uh, a digestive period. Uh, and it was mostly on the China protests and the turmoil and that type of thing and its impact. I think, you know, they whacked Apple pretty hard for that. But, the, you know, the S&P 500 was approaching its 200-day moving average. It broke through it, and it broke its downtrend line. Now, it came right back there very quickly, so it's something that we have to pay pretty close attention to. So the major indexes have now broken through their uh, downtrend lines. And that's something that we have to uh, keep in mind. Okay, so uh, look, uh, I think there's I, I don't think this is a phantom rally. Okay, and I've been saying that, you know, look, I said back in the last week of September that Saturday, I said, I think we're near a bottom. That was a pretty good call, in effect. You know, I'm, I'm getting a lot of information, and um, there's some smart people. But look, we've had a softening in U.S. inflation, all right? And I think the rally gained steam with better expected October consumer inflation uh, numbers. And then, uh, you know, we had a typical boost surrounding U.S. elections, which is always the case at this time of year. But it seems like the end of the Fed tightening cycle Is in sight, you know. There's light at the end of the tunnel, as we call it. Okay, and and that's something uh, that I think is very important. Better than feared corporate earnings. Also, I mean, people thought earnings were going to go off the map. So I would avoid the timing temptation right now because, look, you know what? We're down. Okay, we are down. There's no there's no doubt about it. Okay, Uh, is there a recession coming? Remember, the market anticipated that recession a long time ago. That's why we were getting laughed. That's why you saw a lot of the NASDAQ stocks down 60 70% from last year. Some of them should have been up there anyway, okay? But, you know, there we go, okay? But the key is, remember, you make the most money you've ever made by buying in bear markets. What do the greats do? Mario Gobelli's been buying. Warren Buffett's bought a lot, okay? he's put, I think it was like $7 billion to work in the last month and a half, right? So people are buying, all right? Smart people are buying. And look, I've always said the best time to buy yield is when the yield's up, right? So a lot of things, there's a lot of yield stocks out there, dividend portfolios that are up. And by the way, our dividend portfolio is down, our dividend growth portfolio is down 1%. You know, 1% you can make up next year, okay? 20, you can't. Our prime income list is up, <laughs> all right? It's up for the year. By the way, so is in Marshfield. You know, uh, you need needless to say, that's all good stuff. And I have a lot of all those in all my portfolios, so that's something to think now look, I, I think there's something that you got to think about. Uh, you know, I'm a Republican, so I admit it. I say it on the radio, uh, and I'll continue it. But the Department of Labor doesn't yet require ESG investing. That's environmental, social, and governance investing. Uh, but they uh, <laughs> there, there's a ruling out there, and it doesn't require. Retirement plans to incorporate it, but they're suggesting it. Uh, Lisa Gomez, is head of Employee Benefits Security Administration, predicts that more sustainable offerings will be included in this plan in the next few years. Meaning they're shoving it down our throat, <laughs> uh, in my humble opinion. The other thing I am starting to see, and, and I'm just seeing it with the large names, okay? I'm seeing a lot of the ADR work. Uh, you know we're We're working, you know, we're starting to see – what's an ADR? An ADR is an American Depository Receipt. So it's a foreign stock that uh, trades on the New York Stock Exchange to get rid of the currency problems, okay? So if the dollar peaks, which it seems to – you know, we talked about that a month ago. We said the dollar had broken its uptrend line, and then it got whacked hard, Okay. And we said that about the ten-year yield too. And I think the ten-year yield, in my humble opinion, has probably peaked. So if I were the you know looking for safe money, I'd be looking at the two to five-year CDs. We got a lot of it, like four point eight to five percenters. know uh, that changes, so you know whatever. But if you'd like to see our CD list, let me know. Uh, but yield is up for dividend growth stocks and prime income stocks there's no better time to buy yield, okay? Remember, the interest rates don't continue to go up as the Fed raises interest rates. There comes a time, and it may be have happened already, where they keep raising rates, and the long-term rates start to come down. And the 10 and 30-year have come down. We now have one of the most inverted yield curves I've ever seen. And by the way, this this last week, the Chicago Purchasing Managers Index came in at thirty-seven percent. People were looking for forty-nine. Anything under fifty is a recessionary, you know, viewpoint. Now, the the last time we saw below forty was in the pandemic, and and it got to thirty-two. Okay, now that's a special instance. This is real life economy. Thirty-seven's low. So, the recession is in the stock market to a certain degree, okay? As long as the Fed doesn't go hog wild, okay? Which, you know, look, I, I hate to say this, but it was the Fed's fault. They they went, you know, completely liquid. You know, they flooded the market with money during the pandemic, and then they were late in coming in. And now they've gone crazy on the upside. So we, we've got to watch that, okay? So, and that's the key, I guess. Uh, so, uh but the ADRs, we're starting to see some really cheap stocks in there. I mean, I was I was looking at a couple names on the list, and and they have, uh, you know, healthcare, uh, financials, and, and you know these things have pretty good port uh, uh, dividends. Now, you know, ADR dividends are kind of interesting in that uh, you have to, you know, they take fifteen percent out right away, and you got to file for that to get it back. Um, your accountant does that for you, by the way, but there's some cheap stocks out there, really cheap stocks in the ADR list. Uh, so if you'd like that list, let us know. But, you know, one of the great things people don't agree with me, but one of the great things I see is gridlock. Hallelujah. You know, we have the house, the Republicans have the house. Um, and maybe, you know, the, the Democrats have the Senate, but I still think there'll be enough, you know, but legislation comes from the the house usually. All right. So I don't think there's going to be a lot of, or it has to come back to the house to be either voted down or voted up. So as long as we have the house, they'll be, I don't think there'll be a lot done. And, you know, that's one of the things that's really helped the market in the past. When you have a a split Congress, uh, you know, we've averaged about a 14% return over the next ensuing two years. So, that would be very, very positive, I think. And I think a lot of people don't understand that it's it's there for us, okay? Uh, uh, you know, look, I know we didn't get the Senate. I think, you know, part the Supreme Court had a little bit to do with that. And uh, I also think, uh, uh, you know, unfortunately, Mr. Trump's, uh, a couple of Mr. Trump's people didn't come through. So uh, we'll see what happens going forward. But, you know, uh, detente is good. <laughs> now, uh, I sent this out to a bunch of people, uh, and we have a year-end checklist for your taxes and for smart and you know s- smart financial decisions. If you'd like a copy of that, please let me know. It's a it's a short piece, but it has all the stuff listed that you need. I think it's a, a great idea. With that, by the way, you start a new year. Why don't you start a new wealth plan? All right, uh, the wealth plan questionnaire is available to everybody. Remember, you can get that without having to be a client. You can test this out, all right? Uh, and what I'm finding is the people that test it out are, are pretty interested in becoming clients long-term. Uh, we, we are having a, a much better year than the market. We'll just leave it at that, okay? So there is uh. uh well, let's put it this way. Um, <laughs> I'm getting a call in, and I apologize. I think that's Dane, and he's uh, supposed to be calling the the uh, uh, studio. So, yeah, let's take a break, and, and I'll pick him up, and I may have to call you back, Lenny, okay? All right, we'll be back. Stay tuned.
3: The holidays are here, and it's all going on at the Lobster Pot. Stop by Wednesday through Sunday from 4 o'clock to 9 o'clock p.m. and enjoy the best seafood on the east side of Cleveland, including lobster, crab, scallops, shrimp, and a host of other incredible seafood dishes. And don't forget that Wednesday and Thursday are $1 large shrimp cocktail and $2 raw oyster nights at the Lobster Pot. And remember, if you're having a party for your office employees or if you're having a party at your home and you need large order takeout, call the Lobster Pot. And don't forget, they have gift cards for the perfect stocking stuffer. That's The Lobster Pot on the corner of 91 and Route 6 in Willoughby Hills. Call for reservations at 440-569-1634. That's 440-569-1634. And go to their website, LobsterPotRestaurant.com, for their menu and more. That's LobsterPotRestaurant.com. Dr. Sebastian Gorka sees the mainstream media finally waking up.
2: You're confident based on your analysis this is Hunter Biden's data and that it's real.
3: Yes. The timeline for the original story the breaking of the Hunter Biden laptop story was October 14th 2020. Well done CBS, you're only 2 years late. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 3 right before Jay Sekulow at 6 on AM 1420. The Answer
4: and Odyssey.
1: We had a little uh, confusion there. We have uh, we're going to have Dane Toppage on us with us. Uh, Dane's with Dun- Dunbar, and he's out of Pittsburgh, and he's a specialist on retirement plans.
5: Dane, you there? I am. Thanks for having me back on the show today, and
1: sorry about any
5: confusion there this morning hooking up. So,
1: uh, actually, I gave you the wrong phone number, so it's my fault. So, uh, my apologies. Oh, uh, that was that was the line I was on. So, uh, all's well that uh, ends well. And, um, there we go based on and what I
5: saw last night from college football I'm thinking there's a lot of people in the state of Ohio who are thinking all' oh, well that ends well <laughs> well'll we we'll keep our fingers
1: crossed anyway, um, anyway. I, my son is that's for sure yeah uh, Dane is a is an expert on um, retirement plans and he has uh, you know <laughs> A wealth of information. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna kind of throw it to you, and you know let's talk about uh, some things. I I think you were gonna start off with 401ks, weren't you? Because it's taxes. Yeah, absolutely. Taxes
5: are taxes are the big subject right now, Tim. Right, and I mean we're finishing up 2022, heading into 23. Um, So there's a lot of people right now, uh, especially business owners who are looking for more deductions, more uh, deferrals, um, more tax advantages, quite frankly, for 2022, and things that could carry over for, for 23. And, you know, I, I talk to a lot of people that they tell me, well, we'll go out and buy some computers. We'll go out and buy, buy a truck, you know, uh, to grab that tax deduction. And I would I would counter that by saying why not look at a retirement plan because that could be paying yourself and getting a deduction in the process. And yeah, I, I remember I always I like to tell the one story that I'm talking to a is well, now a client, but when we first talked, he said to me, "There's nothing you can do to help me because I'm already maxing out my 401k." And this goes back a couple of years, so he was putting you know, $20,000 of his own money into the 401k, getting some kind of a contribution from the company, like 3%. So 25000 or so, he was, uh, he was putting into his 401k and said there was nothing I could do for him. And so we kept talking and I learned more about him and where we ended up. I actually saw him a couple weeks back and he was telling me how he finished up his 2021 taxes. And he said, you know, I ended up contributing... Something like two hundred fifty thousand dollars to my retirement plan for sure, and I said, "Oh, that's great." He said, "You know how much that that impacted my taxes?" And Tim, of course, I kind of knew the answer already, but I said, "No, why don't you <laughs> tell me." He said, "He said it was like eighty or ninety thousand dollars." I said, "Very and, good." You know
1: what? I, I guess we. And what the best thing uh-huh. about that is, Dave? As as we know that your money. Compounds a lot faster when the government isn't taking it out, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean absolutely. So this is
5: yeah. right. This is this is what it becomes all about at this point. You know, we're talking to a lot of business owners and we're working with them to generate additional tax advantages. Um, and we'll we'll talk a little bit about how that compares in the simple and the stuff world. But people are working with us because they want more tax deductions, they want more tax advantages. They're looking to beef up their own retirement savings. Some business owners, quite frankly, have ignored their own um, retirement plan. Right, um, yep. relying too much on the business and the employee retention is it's still a great it's a great tool and many employees today are looking for a retirement plan from their employer. Um, so they're looking for the advantages themselves. But you know, a four hundred one k is where I, I specialize. Him. and i'll tell you that there's a lot of people that they they fall into the simple iras and the steps um yeah. I, I think sometimes it becomes a matter of hitting the easy button you know let's just sign up for a simple it's cheaper and we'll we'll put in a we'll go from there um and there's there's a fit for that in the market no question but there's also greater opportunity in the 401k and You know, just looking at the deferral limit for 2023, in a simple IRA, somebody under the age of 50 would be able to contribute $15,500, whereas in a 401k, just your own personal deferral starts at $22,500. There are additional contributions, and this is where we help that first gentleman that I mentioned in my opening story, but... There's an additional contributions available in a 401k that could take it all the way up to sixty six thousand dollars between the personal deferral that a business owner would make as an employee, and then an additional discretionary contribution that could come in from the company, and then we can add another plan on top of that called a cash balance plan that could take that owner into six figures of deferrals contributions, tax deductions, and tax advantages. Um, and that's what we did for that individual at first. And even the SEP, you know, I, there's a SEP you can contribute. You're limited to 25% of your earnings or your W-2, depending on how your your pay is classified. But the SEP limit is 25% or $66,000, which obviously matches up to uh, the 401k. But there's a lot of business owners that their net earnings fall under an amount that they may come in only at a hundred or one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So then all of a sudden, you're only deferring something like twenty-five or or thirty-seven thousand in contributions. Whereas with the four hundred one k, you can still get that same twenty-five percent contribution, but you can add to it the personal deferral. This year is twenty thousand five hundred. Um, next year, it'll be 22500 So, you know, tip number one for your listeners, if they're in a SEP today and they haven't funded it for, for 2022, if they want to look at uh, more tax deductions than the SEP, give you a call, Tim, and let's see if we can maybe uh, help that person get some more deductions that way. Yeah,
1: yeah a quick web ed. X-Call would be uh, probably a, a way to help a lot of people out there. Yeah, a lot absolutely. Of we, could, we could
5: set that up no problem.
1: Yeah. And we've got, in we've terms, got some legislation. Don't we have some legislation coming through that's going to be helpful? Yes.
5: Um, there is Secure Act <laughs> 2.0. So a couple of years ago, Secure Act was passed. One of the big changes there that went in a couple of years back is looking at these types of plans when the funding deadline and the paperwork deadline, we could actually talk to people about their 2022 tax returns after the calendar year, because the paperwork deadlines match up to um, match up to the funding deadlines, which is the tax re- the tax return deadline for the company. So now, Secure Act 2.0 is uh, is currently under consideration in Washington, and one of the Good Congress people in Ohio is a big driver on that, Um, Mr. Portman there. So he's looking to get some legislation passed before he retires at the end of the year. Um, So there's a couple of different versions. The House and the Senate are trying to reconcile some things. Um, So there's not sure where this is all going to play out. It looks like it's going to happen, but some things to look for, automatic enrollment where companies will have to put their their employees into uh, retirement plans, that could be a big change. Um, maybe not so much on the very small company side, but I've heard even as small as 10 employees would require automatic enrollment. They're looking to do a lot more with Roth contributions, so maybe even requiring Ketchup contributions to be handled as, as a Roth. Even uh, there's even some proposals out there where additional con- company contributions could be treated as Roth, where the employee could pay taxes up front so that that grows tax-free. Um, Roth appears to be the big way to pay for some of these changes that they're looking to
1: make. Um, oh, that's yeah, th- Actually, that's um, an advantage, I would think, you know yeah so sure. that' be I mean, uh, an rough. opportunity to grow Hey, can yeah. I switch uh, gears a little bit uh, you know you have been a big proponent of solo k uh, contributions yep uh, or considerations you know can you can you tell us a little bit what that means and you know what it's all about?
5: yeah there's a lot of people that you know they have they they're on their own whether they're con independent contractors, um, manufacturers, reps, real estate agents even serve on a board and get paid some kind of quarterly amount. Um, a lot of people will just go into a SEP, okay, and to, to um, defer some of that money. And when you max out the SEP, they may think that there's no room to grow there. But there's also an opportunity to have a solo 401k, couple that with um, a solo defined benefit plan, we we wrote a plan for a client last year. Um, he's in his twenties. Tim, making about a million dollars a year, playing video games. Good,
1: good. Uh, that, uh, that's a good. Hey, uh, Dane, can you stick around for another five minutes? Yeah, I can. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back with Dane Topage, who's uh, educating us on on how to save some more money. We'll be right back. Stay tuned.
4: Some things in life are optional, but indoor plumbing isn't one of them. So, if your drain stops working... Oh
2: no! Oh no! Please stop! Please stop!
4: Ah! Fixing it becomes priority number one, so call Why it Works. We'll come out, get your water flowing again, then scope your line with a camera to show you exactly what you're dealing with. Most of the time, cabling or jutting is all you need. Problem solved. And on the off chance you need more than that, you'll be really glad you called us because we offer repair options that the other guys don't have, along with financing for bigger jobs. In fact, if you called someone else first and you're not sure they're on the level, call us, and we'll scope your line, show you the images, and provide a second opinion for free. Plumbing isn't optional. But you've got plenty of options who to call when it stops working. Why not choose the hard-working, straight-talking, do-it-right plumbers at WyattWorks? Consider it done at WyattWorks.com. License number 30185. So my boss came by and said, Jackson, you've been working hard all year. And he handed me an envelope. I was like, wow, thanks, sir. Then I heard him over at Thompson's Cubicle saying, Thompson, you've been working hard all year. Here's a Holiday Star tin of Peterson's nuts.
2: Well, I stood up and I was like, "Excuse me. You're giving him Peterson's Nuts while all I get is this this money?" I was mad.
5: No one ever forgets a gift of Peterson's Nuts. To place an order, visit petersonsnuts.com
3: or call 1-888-817-nuts. Merry
1: Christmas, ladies.
0: Merry Christmas, Mr. Buble. Are
3: uh, you ready? Okay, a we're
1: back. And, a band? and we have uh, Dane Toppich. Uh, our you know, he's a retirement plan expert, uh, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, he's going to uh, talk a little bit more about solo considerations here. Danny, you there? right. So,
5: yeah, I am. Thanks, Tim. And so just to finish up that story, we have a a gentleman who's in his 20s that's making over a million dollars a year now. He plays video games for a living, Tim. So one of these deals where he records his video games, uh, and then people can watch him on YouTube and places like that. So he's getting all the, the commissions um, from those types of services. But now he's over a million dollars a year. And a step he'd be limited to $66,000. We, we put him into a um, solo 401k and defined benefit plan that he's now making over 200,000 in contributions into the plan. That becomes, that's dropping his re-earnings. Um, lowering his tax obligation and deferring it uh, and doing very well with it that way. So, there's a lot of considerations out there. This is the time of year to take a look at, you know, what, what's the tax bill going to look like? Um, Tim, anybody can call you and we can engage together. And uh, for your listeners, I'd be happy to do an analysis to see if there might be a better plan design that can get them more deductions, more tax advantages, uh, more tax deferrals for not only 2022, but moving into uh, 2023 as well. So even Dane, we can just you, even it, introduce it, the
1: conversation. So yeah, Dana, okay. Besides calling the two of us, you know, uh, if you were a small business person, you know, and you, and you had a company anywhere from you know 10 people to to 40, uh, what things would you be doing at year end? Uh, you know, besides calling us, was was there be a you know a year end list that you would be uh, suggesting to anybody? Well, in so again, we're you know
5: part of the planning process is what could somebody do looking for tax deductions for the year? I mean, this is the time of year. Certainly, you want to be working with your your CPA, right? Your accountant to what's cash flow going to look like? Do we need to uh, create more deductions, do we need to impact the tax bill at all, um, those are the things that are going on, uh, certainly payroll considerations, lots of fringe payments that make sure that the payroll services are all up to date with everything that are going on there, and even those companies with existing plans just know that there's going to be some tax filings required on the 401k, your CPAs will be looking for census data. So it's a lot of information gathering at this point. Make sure that all your data records are up to date for all your employees and um, hire dates, first dates, earnings, things of that nature. Those are all things to be looking at right now.
1: Okay, great. Uh, will you come back?
5: Hey, I'd love to come back anytime you'll have me, Tim. Okay, so maybe we'll do
1: it uh, after the first quarter so we can... Uh, that's usually when people are hit getting hit, <laughs> and, and they yeah, for sure. Uh,
5: Maybe even that legislation yeah. will be in place too. We could talk about uh, the way that the, the way that played out. So, hey Tim, Sounds enjoy good. all so, the holidays and happy holidays to all your listeners as well.
1: Th- thanks for coming, Dane. Appreciate it. Talk to you That, soon. that was. D- that was Dane Toppage and Dane knows uh, he's forgotten more about uh, retirement plans than most of us ever thought about. So if you've got a small business, you know, or a small company, or you're on your own, uh, he can help you. Okay. And we can help you, you know, by uh, look, I'll just say this, Marshfield's up 9% this year. (laughs) So there we go. Anyway. uh, So if you have questions, 216-901-0945. And I would just suggest that You know, we had another positive. The the S&P 500 broke through its downtrend line this week, which is very positive. Remember, the momentum, the weekly momentum is still oversold. So it's not as oversold as it was in in September, uh, but it's still oversold. So we're having some good things develop, okay? Uh, We've got the S&P, the small cap index, and also, and I'm talking about the Russell 2000. You know, which a lot of small banks are breaking out. All right, and and then the the Dow have all broken their downtrend line. Now the Nasdaq's a problem, but we'll see what happens. Um, also, you know, the ten-year yield broke its uptrend line, which is you know kind of a psychological barrier that holds things up. And so did the dollar. So what we'll probably see, uh, it, it, I think, maybe interest rates might have peaked. Uh, at least the ten-year might have peaked. I don't know about the shorter term. You know, the shorter terms. Will, indexes will go up the yields will go up if the Fed raises rates but that, you know will they go up for long is the question uh, so by the way when you have yields come down that'll help the technology stocks and the growth stocks uh, we'll see what happens the if you look at the the 10-year index the uh, you know uh, if you look at the, the price it's still in an uptrend but it's weakening fairly quickly so we'll see what happens uh some people asked me about uh foreign stocks and you know some of the foreign stocks i saw look pretty good in europe and then india has broken out too so uh it's relative performance to the s p 500 by the way is breaking out which is that's always a good sign all right so we'll just keep that in mind and you know um i think it's important to talk about and we i press this press this press this with everyone This four year cycle. So the four year cycle starts again in 2024. So next year will be a, a, you know, we'll probably be back and filing, back and filing, back and filing. And it's because what we'll see is the valuations are good, but people are still bearish. But the bearishness is good. All right. When nobody else wants to be involved in the market is the best time to buy. When your stomach's churning, (laughs) I have a couple clients whose stomachs were churning this year. Uh, It's usually a good time to buy, not sell. And I'll I'll mention this also. Rob Schleimer uses the Quadrant Balance, the monthly Quadrant Balance Oscillator. And it's still fairly oversold. I mean, it's not not in a situation where, you know, we're worried about it going up drastically. Okay. So it's something to take, you know, keep in the back of your mind. We're still not there yet. I mean, we've made a move, but it isn't the the full move. And remember, the S&P 500, we talked about at the beginning of the year, was at the top of its trend line, okay? Now it's at the bottom. The momentum was very overbought, and now it's starting to turn. It may not be totally over, but it's starting to turn. And that's, you know, things you have to pay very close attention to, and uh, like I said, the S&P 500, the day Powell spoke, broke through, okay? It broke through the, 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 the downtrend line. The Dow Jones has uh, really broken through, and so hasn't the the uh, at Russell 2000. So, uh, you know, those are things that, those are positives. Those are green shoots. The other thing I'm seeing is the number of new lows. Uh, the number of new lows is not expanding. The number of new highs is. All right, that's a very big positive. All right, the bullish percent now is at fifty-four, but it's still in a column of X's, and it's in it's in uh, you know a bull mood, a bull mode. I'm sorry. So the bull mode is important now. One thing we have seen some you know we had some extreme things on the on the sentiment, the bullish sentiment. So we were down, uh, we had a lack of bullish sentiment. We were down at like sixteen or fifteen. We've only been there a couple times and the bearish sentiment was up there where we were in like 2009. Um, now they've dropped a little bit. So, uh, and same with the, the put to call ratio. That's usually when the put to call ratio is very bearish, you, you know, your, the number of puts bought is hundred percent higher than the number of calls is usually a bearish indicator. Okay. Uh, puts are a bet on the downside. Calls are a bet on the upside when you're buying them. Okay. And when you're selling them, it's a different story. Uh, But this is—it's kind of interesting. We're looking at uh, the number of 52-week highs starting to break out a little bit. And believe me, the amount of cash on the sidelines is huge. It's huge. <laughs> I'm, you know, in my career, I have only seen it this high in 2009. Okay. Now the other thing is, you got to remember this is a seasonally strong period of time in the market. December, November, December. Remember. You go away in May and come back after All Souls Day, all right? So it's usually a very important time. Uh, Now, growth versus value, you know, growth is still in a corrective phase, so I don't think you want to be the first one in. And the small cap growth and value is right where it's got to stop if it's going to uh, uh, turn. But I do... You know, Lori Calcivita is a pretty smart lady, and I I would suggest she's looking for value versus growth. And she's looking for small cap is probably the best place to be uh, because she hasn't seen things like this before. But so most of the the growth versus value is in a downtrend. So until they turn around, uh, you know, you've got to pay attention to that. The other thing I'll mention is the the longer term pattern of high beta stocks, i.e., industrials versus low volatility. Which is you know the staples and all that good stuff, is hit support and bounced. So it's making this huge, you know, what we call U shaped bottom. Okay, so that's a big thing. You know, if industrials are so bad, all right, if we're having this big recession, why do the industrial stocks look so good? I don't get it. All right. So I keep seeing these industrial stocks looking better and better every week. The financials are looking better and better each week. Uh, the healthcare stocks, I mean, I've got three or four stocks that are hitting brand new highs. Healthcare has been doing nothing for seven years. All right. So it'll be interesting to see in that area. But remember, I'm going back and, I, and uh, I, I'm going to repeat this for a long period of time. The 10 year yield broke a 40 year downtrend. So it's going to pull back, I think. Can test that downtrend line, but it's not going back to you know zero percent or 031 percent where it was just uh, in 2020. All right, it's not going to happen. Same with the dollar. You know, the the dollar is in a situation where uh, it's it's broken its uptrend line and but it's been in a 36 year downtrend. It broke through there, and so I don't think it it's I don't think it's going back. Okay. Now, it's come back to support. I think it's going to bottom, you know, bounce around a little bit, but I don't think the dollar is coming back. So why is the dollar not coming back? Because interest rates are going to stay high for a while. Remember, they flooded the, the market with cash. But what's more important is the Democrats did $2 trillion in spending in the first two years. It starts to come into play in January. OK, so no matter what the Fed does, they're going to have to keep interest rates high, which means the dollar is going to stay high. All right. So all the green initiatives and all that stuff comes. They start January, folks. OK, so, uh, you know, it's time to you know I talked about the green stocks. It's time to look at them again. Hey, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back with Insiders. Let's uh, stay tuned. <music>
3: Two young lovers torn apart by rival street gangs, an iconic film, and the winner of 10 Academy Awards, including Best Picture, West Side Story. And now, the Cleveland Orchestra plays Leonard Bernstein's electrifying score live, while the 1961 remastered film is shown in high def on the big screen. West Side Story, in concert with the Cleveland Orchestra, March 17th, 18th, and 19th at Mandel Concert Hall at Severance. Tickets at clevelandorchestra.com.
2: Listen to this station anytime, anywhere on Odyssey. Odyssey is your new audio home for all the music, news, sports, and podcasts that matter to you. Odyssey. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Wouldn't it be nice to keep income rolling in even long after you retire? At RBC Wealth Management, we can help you invest for the future that you want and create a personalized plan to help you create the steadfast flow of income you'll need throughout your retirement. Call Tim Hayes at 216-774-8906. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC. Member NYSE, FINRA, SIPC.
1: Getting some uh, Christmas music uh, coming through here. And you know... uh... Uh, I want to stress again, uh, Dane Topic is knows more about retirement plans than most of us have. Uh, we, we never even had, came close to his knowledge. So if you do have a small business, go to WHK 1420 website. Go down the Smart Investor Show and hit the contact me or email me. And we'll set you up a time to talk with Dane uh, personally. Uh, I mean, he's done some amazing things for two or three of my clients where they thought they were putting away as much as they could. And they're putting away a lot more now. So uh, keep your fingers crossed. Maybe you can do the same thing for you. Uh, By the way, if you also like to have a uh, a sit down with me, an appointment, uh, talk about a wealth plan, talk about your portfolio, please let me know. So uh, now we talk about insiders. And, um, you know, insiders tend to be smart money, very, very smart money. They know the situation better than we do. They've done, you know, they're either sitting on the board or they've torn apart the, you know, the, 10K and, uh, you know, ripped it apart and, and done great things. Uh, and they tend to be early for the most part, but they tend to be right. OK, so I found a couple. Uh, first one is Go Health is a little $10, $12 stock, I guess. It's an insurance broker. And uh, the, the, the there's a 10% holder that bought 230,000 shares this week. They now own forty nine million seven hundred sixty six thousand. They're a foreign foreign uh, company, so remember that. And then remember Asana, <clears throat> Asana, uh, which got killed yesterday, uh, Friday. Yeah, uh, the Dane, you know, Dustin has bought another nineteen point four million shares two weeks ago or three weeks ago, and then bought another two hundred sixty five thousand. So it's the largest insider buy in history. What is he thinking about? I don't know, but uh, stocks. Uh, you know, he's down on all the stock he bought from fifty on up, uh, and now he's bought, and he's now he's down on all the rest of the stock too. So, be interesting to see. We also have Howard Hughes Corp, uh, and this is a an interesting one simply because there was a lot of small buying this summer from people in the corporation. Now, Pershing Square Capital Management, which is really smart money, uh, bought hundred and nine million bucks worth. That ain't chump change, folks. <laughs> uh, also, uh, Iovance Biofarm, uh, which is you know was a twelve dollars stock, is now like $680, six eighty, six fifty. Uh, Wayne Rothbaum, who's a director and a very smart director, by the way, bought ten million shares, or sixty five million dollars worth of money. Uh, it's not bad. And here's some. Here's one that I think is really interesting. Ed Schoen, uh, who's the president of U-Haul, bought both. He bought. Eighteen point nine million dollars in both U-Haul and U-Haul B, uh, and then he came back and bought another seven point nine million of both, uh, which I think is, you know, that ain't jump change either. Uh, and then Kelsey uh, Warren from uh, Energy Transfer Partners bought a, a bunch more stock. in made last week bought another, he bought like sixteen million dollars worth, and then uh, TD Holdings, which is this is rental property. And uh, it, this guy's the chief executive officer, and he bought 10 million shares at a buck 15. <laughs> so he's obviously uh, fairly positive. And then in Viva, which is in, in lumber and wood production, uh, we had Jeff Urban, who's a director. Uh, Jeff's Urban, uh, I'm sorry. It, it, he's he's a director on a lot of different companies, and he bought twice. He bought 200,000 shares for 11 million, and then two days later, he uh, two days earlier, he bought. Uh, two twenty-eight thousand for one point five million. So that's uh, quite a bit of money. Uh, also, Ivanhoe Electric, uh, which is you know basically in copper, uh, the executive chairman Bob Friedland bought four point one million dollars worth. So that's not chump change either. And then our friends, you know, we talked about this higher right Holdings. Uh, we've had several insider buyers, and we had several more uh, of four or five million bucks. Uh, you know, they they continue to buy. Now, here's a couple ones that I thought were really interesting. Datadog, while it's down, uh, we had a gentleman who's a director, Matt Jacobson, buy $1.4 million worth. And, uh, you, know, I, you know, I forgot to mention, Ed Schoen last week during the holidays bought, uh, you know, $1.3 million worth of, of both of the U-Haul stuff. So uh, you got to pay close attention to that. And then uh, Jimmy IOV. Who's a pretty smart guy when it comes to entertainment, bought bought a million dollars worth of Live Nations, uh, which is controlled mostly by John Malone, by the way, and then Acer Therapeutics, which was um, uh, a two dollar stock a while back. It's now buck fifty at a buck twenty two. We had the present CEO Chris Schilling, buy quite a bit of stock. So uh, there we go. Um, Tidewater also we had uh, Bob Robati. He bought three times. Uh, and last week, and he, uh, I think it's a tune of almost $2 million worth. So, you know, a lot of insider buyers and stuff that you haven't seen, we haven't seen in a long time. Aluna's Pharmaceutical. Uh, Bob Posman, as director, bought half a million dollars worth. And he had a couple other people buy uh, smaller amounts. And then Jay Farner. Uh, I mean, he must love Rocket Mortgage. And by the way, Rocket Mortgage has stopped going down. It seems to be holding its own. It's made a little bit of a higher low here. And he he bought another uh, hundred thousand shares, one hundred twenty thousand shares. I guess it is this time. So um, he's been buying all summer and all fall. So uh, that's uh, that's kind of interesting too. Uh, you got to pay close attention to that type of thing. Um, uh, but I've seen a lot of small biotechs. Uh, you know, a, a Vapotherm. Uh, we had the president and CEO Joe Army uh, buy. $270,000 worth. And then, uh, John Landry, the chief financial officer, I love seeing that bought 100000 $135,000 worth. So, um, a lot of little, little bios, you know, Lunas is a small bio. They've been beaten up bad. Uh, a lot of these things were $20, 30 stocks. They're below two. All right. So, all right. Uh, so where are we, you know, I, I've been looking, I, you know, we, we had some weakness lately and, uh, we made a big move, and I said, you know, you know, want to be a little bit more careful now. I don't think you have to be jumping off a cliff or anything like that. Look, I, we, we're down, okay? The difference between making 5% on your money and 20 is to buy when things are down. End of story. I don't think this structural bull market is over. Look, in 1987, we had a 25% decrease in one day. That happens. We had a 25% decrease. It took a year, a little bit different. But I think India looks attractive at this point. Uh, the Sensex uh, recently been going, you know, had a sideways pattern and broke through. Uh, some people asked me about China, and I looked at the FXI, which I think has some limited upside personally. Um, now, but, you know, we had the, F, the SPX, the, the S&P 500, have a pretty decent downtrend break. Uh, the QQQ brought, you know, it has two downtrend lines. One is short term, broke through that. It's still got a big long term downtrend that's got to worry about. And I, I just think um, there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, and I'm actually seeing the two year yield finally showing some evidence of peaking out. Uh, so if you're going to buy those two to five year CDs, now's the time to buy them. Um, The two-year yield, it's it's kind of a head-and-shoulders pattern. I'm not sure of that yet, but this is Tim Hayes' talk now, okay? So just uh, think about that. So uh, I do think Bitcoin may have found the bottom finally. Uh, You know, this is Tim Hayes speaking. You know, I get that question. I don't buy or sell Bitcoin. I I get the question all the time. You know, um, black Friday hasn't led to too much retail strength. They've shown up a couple times, but nothing big. So we'll just leave it at that. Uh, just remember oil is at a kind of a, I've been talking oil for about a year and a half. They're really, it's a really important level right here. So, uh, I do have our global best energy ideas, but I think you've got to be careful right here for We need a turn in oil prices, uh, before I'd be getting going hog wild on that. Uh, but I also know that they have to fill the reserves back. You know, they took the last out of it before the election. So it'll be very interesting. You know, next week, I think what we're going to do is we're going to talk about uh, where we, you know, what we see going forward into 2023. So stay tuned. But in the meantime, you know, go to WHK 1420, go to local podcast down to the Smart Investor Show. Take a look at the Insight page. It's on, it's on the uh, uh, the banner across the top. Take a look at Rob Schleimer's stuff under bulletin board. If you'd like to have a conversation with Dane toppage our retirement specialist out of Pittsburgh, he's not with RBC, by the way. He's 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 very good at what he does. So he's with Dunbar, and uh, he's very good. He, believe me, he's helped some people big time in the past couple of years. Uh, <clears throat> put more money away from the government, and your money moves. Higher, quicker, without taxes. (laughs) Trust me, that on that one. But it's a great time to look at the dividend growth, the prime income list. A lot of these stocks aren't down, and I've got some really good industrial names that I'm just I'm I've been working for two weeks on these. So I think that's a place to put money because if there's a recession, you're not telling the industrial companies. I believe the charts more than I believe the BS I hear on uh, on all these great uh, uh, TV shows, etc. So. When stocks hold up, and they're not supposed to, that's usually very positive for that stock group. Uh, and I have a great, some great ideas. In the meantime, if you'd like an appointment, hit to contact me, email me. Let's do a wealth plan, okay? You don't have to be a client to do a wealth plan. Uh, we'd love to have you as a client, obviously, but it can show you what the capabilities at RBC are. And I think once you see them, uh, uh, and once you see some of what we've done last year. I think you'll be very happy. Uh, in the meantime, have a great weekend, and remember to buy low and sell high.